want to welcome in all our campuses this morning, all the way from Rotorua, Sydney, City, Whangarei, and also Kaitai. Great to have you join with us this morning. Trust you're going to enjoy this message. Let's just pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you you're in this place. As we come and share from your word this morning, Lord, we have one very simple prayer, really, that you'd speak a word directly into our hearts, individually. God, that we would hear your voice. We'll take something home with us and we'll act upon it. Because, Lord, you've taken time to speak to us. Give us ears to hear. In the midst of all that is said, Lord, your specific word to us personally and individually. Holy Spirit, speak. Give us ears to hear. Lord, you said in your word, my sheep hear my voice. So Lord, each one of us should hear your voice this morning. Because we are your sheep. Speak, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Well, you can grab a seat. Thanks, team. What I share this morning will give you some real insight into Church Unlimited. If you're not sure who we are, what we're about, what our future is, what our vision is, what our direction is, Listen with both ears this morning, and you should be able to get a real good idea of what we are about. There was an elephant and a dog, and they both became pregnant at the same time. Three months later, the dog gives birth to six puppies. Six months after that, pregnant again, and gives birth to another six puppies. So it's had 12. So the dog says to the elephant, I've given birth to a dozen puppies, and you've had none. What is going on? The elephant says to the dog, says, there's something you need to understand. I'm not carrying a puppy. I'm carrying an elephant. It takes two years to give to birth, but when my baby hits the ground, the earth will feel it. What I'm carrying will have huge impact. Sometimes the weight of what you carry takes longer to deliver. We have a lot of fly-by-nights, don't we? Russian, bang, bang, and then gone. <laughs> Others come in slowly, but in time they give birth to something weighty. Church Unlimited's been pregnant, I believe, for over 30, 30 years. Now with a vision to see New Zealand turn to Jesus and a vision for revival. As we give to birth and bring this thing to birth, the impact will be significant. Do you know there's eight billion people upon the planet? Maybe a few more. And each one has a unique DNA. There's no two people on the earth the same. Tell the person next to you, there's no one else like you on the planet. 
and then say, thank God for that. <laughs> you are unique. <clears throat> Wonderfully unique, made in the image of God. But you know, every church has its own unique DNA. There's no other church like Church Unlimited in the world. And here's the key. As we flow in our unique DNA, God can use us in amazing ways. Where some churches fail and some individuals fail is they don't flow in their unique DNA. And so as we discover increasingly who we are, which we have managed to do over 30 years, we've heard pretty clearly from God uh, what we are about, then God is able to use us in amazing ways. And the prophetic word that we've had over many years that uh, is unique, well, we're not the only one like this, but Church Unlimited has a, a nation's anointing. Yeah. Everyone say nation's anointing. Yeah. We've got to understand that because we've got to flow in this to see the fullness of everything God wants to do in and through Church Unlimited. It's a prophetic word. It's a mandate that we have to fulfill. Not every church is called to impact a nation or nations, but we are. And so it's a, it's a weight, it's a responsibility, uh, it's, it's something that we've got to bring to birth, and we, which we are doing uh, slowly over time. We're seeing the results of that take place. Our ministry outside the four walls of the church is significant. And uh, one of the things I believe that God's called Church Unlimited to, and I, well, I think it's for every church, is we're not just called to build if you like, the kingdom of Church Unlimited. We're called to build the kingdom of God. And there's a big difference, friends. We're not here just to build a church. We wanna see the kingdom of God advance and expand across this nation and into the nations of the world. And that's why our ministry outside the four walls is, well, I think it's quite it's significant. So why don't you grab the form that you've got. Everyone's got one of these forms. If you haven't got one of these forms, our ushers are ready to run to you with urgency because you need one of these. This service is all about this form. So if you haven't got one, would you quickly raise your hand and someone will race to you. I think just about everyone has got one. All right, because we want you to fill this in before this service is over. It's called Kingdom Builders. So on the reverse side or one side there, there's some of the ministries that we support as a church. And so let me just go through those. There's the food bank, and we, we minister to the poor, the needy. We have breakfast in schools. We also have mainly music. We have our disaster relief. You know that cyclone offering we took up a while ago? It, it came to somewhere around almost $40,000. Everyone clapping was the people who actually gave. And those who didn't clap didn't give anything. So <laughs> we took note of who clapped and who didn't. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's our you know, disaster relief we gave to Ukraine, also throughout New Zealand. We have Love the City. We have Christmas Wonderland. We have New Zealand Beyond. We have Running with Fire Ministries. By the way, the radio TV, it's, it is, goes into the nations. It's not just in New Zealand. Church planting, we're in Cambodia, we're in India. There's Steiger International, which is all over Europe and South America. We have missionaries in Romania, Uganda, Kenya, Mozambique, Indonesia, Germany. 
Then there's Radio Rima, there's Shine TV, there's World Outreach, New Zealand Bible Society. That's just a few of the ministries that we support outside the four walls of this church. Who reckons that's pretty cool? And it's awesome, mate. We're not all about us. (laughs) We're all about out there and the needs that that are presented before us. So today's message really is encouraging you to invest in the mission heart of God, which is community ministry right down to the ends of the earth. And so um, you're giving, when you give to this mission, do you know what? I'm trying to interpret this for you. You give to every person who gets saved. Because you give, this church operates, and when someone gets saved, you can say, aha, fruit of my ministry. People are gonna get water baptized tonight. It's a fruit of your ministry. All the poor that we are able to to minister to, that's a fruit of your ministry. Our food bank sees people get saved. Uh, Others have food banks as well. Every person that's set free of an addiction, that's a fruit of your ministry. People who are are delivered from oppression, that's all the fruit of our ministry. So everything we do, it's uh, when you see all these things, uh, that whole list there, that's your ministry. Tell the person next to you, that's your ministry. You can imagine the fruit of your ministry. You know, it's not just fruit in this life here now, it's fruit for eternity. Uh, that you're gonna come, is gonna come towards it. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to connect your giving with the fruit that's gonna credit towards your account. And that's gonna motivate you, I hope, to give more and more and more, hopefully. So we wanna encourage you to fill that form in today. Now, a huge part of our vision, this is why we have New Zealand and beyond. People say, well, why do you do this conference? It's because of the nation's anointing on Church Unlimited to reach New Zealand and beyond the nations. So that's really, in some ways, New Zealand Beyond sums up who we are about. And that, so New Zealand includes your neighbor, your family, your friends. It's not just sort of mystically way out there. It's everyone that you care about, but also to people in the, to at the ends of the earth. So reaching New Zealand Beyond, and that's a mandate we have upon us. It's a calling, uh, simply our calling uh, from God. So right now, where is Pastor Sam? Who can tell me? He's in Tuvalu. What on earth are we doing in Tuvalu? Nations anointing. Do you get it? Thank you for getting really excited about that. (laughs) It's our nation's anointing. That's why we're in Tuvalu. That's why we're in Sydney. That's why we go all over the globe. I'll be in Egypt pretty soon. It's a part of our nation's anointing. But you know from um, the, the New Zealand Beyond, we had 140 of those forms and there's still some coming in. And it's the fruit of your giving. Let me just tell you a few more of the testimonies that have came in. A 14-year-old, everyone say 14 years. So impacted by conference, they're up the next morning, 4.30 a.m., praying for their family to be saved. That's the impact of New Zealand and beyond, folks. That's the impact of your giving. Here's another one. Uh, I attended New Zealand and beyond a few years ago. Due to blood clots, I had severe pain in my right leg for two years. An altar call was made to come to the front. I shuffled past people. By the time I got to the end of the row, the pain I'd had for two years had all gone. It has never come back again. The last time you gave some money towards Church Unlimited or this form here, that's the fruit of your ministry. You had a part to play in that. Let me give you a few more testimonies. Here's another one. 
I was at home on Friday night after New Zealand Beyond on my knees in tears as the Holy Spirit filled my room. Wow. Woo. It went on for an hour. I love that. Then this another person. I was up at 4.30 a.m. deep in prayer and declaring God's word. I think all of you need to get up at 4.30 a.m. because it's clearly the word of God for you today. All right? So tomorrow morning, 4.30 a.m. Uh, here's another one. Started speaking in tongues and on my knees for the first time in church. Imagine that. You know, there may be someone here, you've never been on your knees in church yet. When God impacts you by His Spirit, you will be on your knees. So it's, it's something to dream of or pray for and say, God, so touch me that I have to get on my knees. Awesome. That's what happened to that person. Let me give you one more. This was from a pastor that came along, brings a whole lot of people with him. Said the messages were spot on. I was mightily blessed by the worship and encounter time. I can't tell you how our hearts and vision to continue have been uplifted by New Zealand and beyond. Your giving uplifted this pastor and his wife to keep on keeping on. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing? This is the impact of what happens with uh, New Zealand Beyond. That's our nation's anointing. So the key to getting more prayers answered, how many of you would like more prayers answered, by the way? Aha, yeah. uh-huh. I've got the key for you. Tell the person next to you, you better listen, because you've got prayers that need to be answered. It's not original, unfortunately. <clears throat> but Joel Holmes said this, that when you add so that to our prayers, in other words, a request is not just to be blessed, but it's so that we can better help advance the kingdom of God. Then the Holy Spirit kicks in and you begin to see more answers to prayer. So you pray a prayer and say, Lord, bring my daughter back to Jesus so that she can fulfill her calling in God. Lord, heal my friend so that he can be a better witness for you. Lord Jesus, work a miracle in our marriage so that we can better glorify and exalt your name. So that is what releases the power of God. God, bless my finances. Why? So you can have more McDonald's? No. So you can have more Burger King? No. So you can have more chicken curry? Yes. I'll drink to that. (laughs) So that, why? So that you can give more to the work of God. That's why you want God to bless your finances, don't you? Not for yourself. See, when you put so that, it's when the Holy Spirit kicks in because he's all about advancing the kingdom of God. So that connects your need with God's mission heart. Put the two together and something starts to happen. Preacher by the name of August Frankie founded an orphanage for homeless children. One day, he was desperate for finances. Desperate, like some of you might be today. There's a knock on the door and this widow lady pleads with him for a gold coin, or ducat they call it, a gold coin. Because of his own desperate need, he says no, at which point she starts to cry. He's moved by his tear, her tears, so he says, look, give me a minute, I'll go and pray. He goes and prays, and the Lord says, I want you to trust me to look after your finances. 
Even though you're desperate, give the lady this one gold coin. So he did that. I think it was two days later, get me accurate, get it accurate here. Two days later, Frankie received 12 ducats from a wealthy lady. So he gave one away. Two days they get 12 back, come back. Then he gets two more from a friend in Sweden. And he thought, wow, God, you have rewarded me wonderfully for helping out this widow. But he was soon informed that he was to receive 500 gold coins from the estate of Prince Van Wurttemberg. Frankie wept in gratitude. God blesses generosity. He gave away one coin, got back 514 coins. As you've heard it often said, friends, the pathway forward is just give out, pour out, sow, you know, let go, and all that kind of thing, and God will begin to pour his blessing into us. You know, some people never get this. <laughs> they never get quite get it that you need to give out before it's going to pour back into us. So, you know, there's three aspects of seeking God. I don't know if you've thought about this. I want three aspects. One is, <laughs> most of us are stuck in this. Uh, we seek the hand of God. God bless me. God bless me. God bless me. Do you reckon he ever gets tired of that? Just a thought. Uh, anyway, it's a good thing to do. I think there's nothing wrong with doing that, which reminds me of the story of this, uh, this car, flash limousine, breaks down in the middle of the road, and another person stops to help the person out, fixes the vehicle to get it going again. The driver says, hey, let me pay you something. The guy says, no way. I don't want any money for this. Uh, the window of the limousine, flash car comes down, and the wealthy owner in the back says, no, 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 we want to pay you for this. The guy says, no. And they said, but we really want to give you something. He said, okay, look, send my wife some flowers. So gets home a few days later. Uh, flowers arrive for the wife. And there's a note in there thanking this husband for fixing their car. And then at the bottom, it's got P.S. I paid off your mortgage. <laughs> How good is that? When you pour out, when you give to others. So seek the hand of God by all means and watch what God will do for you. But secondly, more important than that, seek the face of God. Psalm 27 verse eight, my heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. It's one thing to seek the hand of God, it's a deeper thing to seek the face of God. Will you seek his face in prayer and in worship? You go for a deeper relationship with God. I believe the more you seek the face of God, the more you're going to see the hand of God, by the way. So you can see the, seek the hand of God. You've got that. You're going to seek the face of God. But there's one more. There's one more. You don't often think about. It's seek the heart of God. The heart of God. What is the heart of God? What burns deepest, strongest, most powerful in the heart of God. Yeah, look, go, go seek his hand. God bless you. Seek his face. Great. But what about his heart? What is the passionate heart of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit? Let me show you. Firstly, the heart of the Father, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he sent his only Son, Whoever believes in him will not perish. You know the story. The heart of the Father was so burdened for a lost world 
of men and women and young people that would burn in the fires of hell forever unless a pathway was made for their salvation. He was so burdened by it that at great cost to himself, he had to do something. He had to do something. So he sends his only begotten son. He sends Jesus, leaves heaven to earth to die upon the cross. The Father, heart of God, so burdened for a lost humanity that he had to do something. Friends, the reason I stand on this platform today is I have to do something for a lost world to reach those who do not know Jesus in this nation and in the nations of the world. I cannot stand by and do nothing. I cannot just watch a world go into disarray to watch lost people go into the fires of hell and do nothing. This is the passionate heart of God. Sure, seek His hand, seek His face, but above all, seek the heart of God and what the mission heart of God is all about. And then we go to the passion of Jesus. Well, we've already said it, really, haven't we? An immense cost to Himself. I don't think we think about this, friends. He left heaven. No sin, no sorrow, no suffering, no evil, no wickedness. He leaves it all. Why? For you. For me. To reach you and me so we wouldn't end up in the wrong place. Burning for eternity. Friends, this is real. This is real. Sometimes we need a reminder. That's why I encourage you to come out tonight, those at West anyway, to see water baptism. This is what the gospel is all about. People being saved, water baptized, living for Jesus. So we read about Jesus' passion in 1 Timothy 1.15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus came in the, to the world. Why? To save sinners. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And when he was about to leave the earth, his final instructions to you and to me that reveal his burning heart, he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel. Sadly, in the church, in too many places, the great commission has become the great omission. Do you know vast numbers of churches across our nations never have an altar call for salvation. The whole purpose of our existence, gone. No wonder the nation's in free fall away from God. The passionate heart of the Father, the burning heart of Jesus. And what about the burning heart and passion of the Holy Spirit? Well, it's pretty clear, isn't it? Main reason the Holy Spirit came in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, why? Why does he come upon us? That you'll be witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The passion of the Holy Spirit. The burning heart of the Holy Spirit. That we might be witnesses for him. Acts 13, verse 2. The Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Holy Spirit sent out Paul and Barnabas, the first missionaries, because of his heart for mission. Seek the hand of God. Seek the face of God. But what about the heart of God? 
That's what this is all about, the heart of God. It's really quiet here today. Ask the person next to you, are you all right? <laughs> I, know, I know that you're a deep, reflective bunch here. You're reflecting, you're just working out how many noughts am I gonna put on the money I'm gonna put, give into this here. By the way, your name is optional, but you just tell us how much you wanna commit in 2023 for the next 12 months of giving to the mission, and you give out, there's two aspects of it. You give out of your known income. You say, yeah, look, I can afford X dollars per week or month uh, to give, and um, record to take home, commitment to missions 2023 each month. So it's what you can give each month. So if you're gonna give $500, it's divide that by 12 and whatever that comes to, 40 something um, dollars um, per month. So that you, and then you rip it off at the bottom heart. And then what you can give sacrificially. That's what you can give sacrificially. Then the second part of this is what you can give, believing God will pass through your hands. So it's the faith part of it. We don't want we're for you folk who don't know much about this. Over the years, people who have put in a faith amount. I remember one uh, housewife, I think, she felt, prayed about, felt the Lord say, um, put $3,000 there to believe by faith and had no, no extra income coming their way, but they felt that's what God said, put down $3,000 and all the money came in. Wow. You know the challenge is the money will come in, but when it comes in, you then keep it to yourself. <laughs> you know, so when you put that faith promise in, 2,000, 1,000, whatever, 500, whatever it might be, the money will probably come in but the danger is you then want to spend it on yourself. No, no, you've got to have hands, Teflon hands, where the money can just flow through to, uh, to the work of God. All right, let's keep going just for a few more minutes, and then we're going to be done. Uh, the three benefits of engaging with the heart of God and mission. Three benefits. Number one, you'll experience more of God's power and miracles. So how do you say that? Mark 16. Go into all the world and preach, and what's going to happen? Cast out demons, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The miraculous follows the pursuit of the heart of God. The miraculous follows the, 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 the sharing of the gospel with, um, with those who don't know about Jesus. That's a primary area. You know, most of Jesus' miracles were outside the church, outside the temple, out in the marketplace. That's where he did most of it. That's where most of the needs are. If you want to step into the miraculous in a greater measure, go. One step out into the harvest field and you'll start to see the miraculous flow more and more in your life. We just want to, that's adding the so that. God, give me the miraculous so that what? So that I can reach more people for Jesus, so I can tell more people about him. That's when the miraculous kicks in. So often we just want miraculous inside the house, but God said, no, it mostly works outside the house. So the more you align with the heart of God, the more you're gonna see his miracles flow. So there's this man out of debt, this man who's in debt, sorry. And it's, it's so things are so bad, his wife leaves him, his two daughters leave him as well. He hits rock bottom. He's walking past the church, which is a good thing to do, and he is a singing, so he decides to go in. Goes in, and he says he hears this ridiculous nonsense that you, you know, about giving to God, and he'll give back to you, and that you can't out give God, and he thinks, what is this all about? But anyway, he's a bit stirred by the whole thing, so he said, he said I'll put this to the test. So he grabs an envelope, and he commits to give a certain percentage of any money uh, to God. And he said it was no problem because he had no money, he had no job. So he's quite happy to give 10% or whatever he wrote, wrote down there. And then he handed the whole thing in. <clears throat> well, it wasn't long afterwards that he, um, within a few hours of doing that, filling in that envelope, he got a job. And so he got some money. So he thought, oh, well, 
I'll uphold my promise. Put some money into the, into the work of God. And then he soon gets a pay rise. And so he gives more money to the house of God, the work of God. And then it's not long after that, he gets another job that has more money again. So he gives more, again, continues to give the percentage that he promised to God. It wasn't long after that that his wife comes back. His two children, daughters come back. Um, he, he ends up owning a home and he becomes a very prosperous man. It all started when he made that decision to give to the work of God, to give a percentage of his income. And I, we're talking about mission giving here, but it released the supernatural power of God. When you connect, I, I believe, this is my own personal conviction, now I'm talking as pastor here over 30 years, I believe the connection between giving and the miraculous is unbelievable. I just think it is phenomenal. If we ever capture that, I do think, well, the Bible actually says in Malachi, doesn't it? If you give your tithes and your offerings, all the rest of it, God will open the windows of heaven and bless you to a level that you can hardly contain it. So there's a massive connection between giving and the miraculous and the supernatural. But this guy, his wife comes back, his family comes back together, he owns a home, everything happens. And all began when he finally decided to give to the work of God. Do you know, some of you, how many of you have heard of Rick Joyner? Yeah, he's one of the significant prophets of the last two decades, I think. So he came to New Zealand a number of years ago, and he had a prophetic word for this nation. And what he said was this, he said, uh, New Zealand, I better, better read it so I don't misquote him, he might be listening. <laughs> he said, New Zealand is one of the great missionary nations on earth. For New Zealanders, the world is their land of anointing, because they're called to go forth, the fire that will burn in churches at home will be related to their devotion to missions. So the New Zealand is called to the nations and the world is the land of our anointing. So, and he says there that the more we engage in mission, the more the fire of God is gonna burn inside our lives and inside the church. And I wonder, you know, our mission is, our ministry is called, not because of that prophecy, but God gave Jody and me the name for our ministry. We called it Running With Fire. And I wonder whether because of our heart, my heart, our heart for mission and the nations of the world, for me, after 40 years, I'm still running with fire. Because he said, the more you engage with the mission heart of God to the nations in New Zealand, the more the fire of God is going to burn in your life. It's going to burn in your church. So we have a certain amount of fire in this church, but wait till it goes to a whole new level. Wait till it really begins to, to go to the place that God wants it to be. And so as we pursue the mission's call, as you pursue the nation's call in your own life, even just by giving to missions, the fire is gonna burn stronger and brighter in your life in Jesus' Name. Because the Holy Spirit came, why? You know, with tongues of fire on the day of Pentecost, wind and fire, why? To be witnesses. So it makes all the sense in the world. The more we engage in mission and reaching the lost, the more the fire of God is gonna burn within us. If we're not engaged in mission, we don't need the fire of God. And everyone said? I think you're right, Pastor. I mean, we're not, we're not engaged in mission, we're not doing it. Why do we need the fire of God? Why do we need the power of God? <clears throat> Moving along. <laughs> do you know, a number of years ago, 
New Zealand had more missionaries per capita on the foreign field than any nation in the world. New Zealand was number one in mission. Number one in mission. The most mission-focused church percentage-wise in the world. Do you know what we are now? We're a mission field. We're a mission field. We need missionaries to come to us. So from being the number one mission nation in the world, we have plummeted to the depths of now being a mission field. I go to India, and we think of the heathen nation of India. Do you know they say they're born again in India is somewhere between 10 and 15%. New Zealand, somewhere around 4%. Friends, the nations of the world are outstripping us as they see God move in power in those nations. And so, friends, we gotta restore the mission heart of God to the church of New Zealand. And that's what New Zealand and beyond is all about. It's a call of God. Listen, the church of New Zealand, I believe, will answer to God for its nation's call. Did we fulfill it? Well, we're gonna do everything we can to fulfill it. So the first thing that happens when you join the mission out of God is you see the power of God. But second, you find purpose. They did a survey and they asked this question. What is the greatest question people today want answered? It was a massive survey. What is the greatest question that people today, humanity wants answered. Do you know what the greatest question is? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Well, you're lucky you're at Church Unlimited today because I'm gonna tell you exactly what your purpose is. Your purpose is to join with God in his mission heart to reach a lost people with the good news of the gospel. When you engage in that mission heart of God, you find tremendous fulfillment. Do you know I have great fulfillment in my life? Not because I have this church, not because I get to preach, not because I get to travel. I have great fulfillment because I've got, joined God in his mission heart to reach a lost people with the good news of Jesus. Friends, when you join with that, you're gonna find fulfillment. You know, you, a lot of you, or a lot of us, we're gonna try and find fulfillment. If I can do this, if I can do that, if I can have this, if I can have that, I'll find fulfillment. I'm telling you now, you won't find it, friends. You find fulfillment when you join with the purpose for which God has saved you, which is to join with his heart of reaching a lost world for Jesus. All right, my final point is this, um, is that when you, when you uh, get God's heart for mission and you engage with mission, then you're gonna find that God's gonna provide for all your financial needs. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? <clears throat> the easiest way to engage with mission is by giving. Someone said this, we spend twice as much on feeding our pets than on mission. How many of you got pets? Hmm. Not many hands went up because you don't want us to know, do you? <laughs> eh? Everyone kept their hand. <laughs> I've got no pets. Well, I say feed your pets, please. But give generously to mission as well. All right? So you can do both. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Uh, people love that verse. It's one of the most popular verses in all of Scripture. But I have a question for you. Is that promise to every believer? Every church, answer. Answer. No. No. Everyone say no. Ah, say it again, no. Yeah, okay. Why is it no? Because it's only given, it says in verse 15, you Philippians know also 
that in the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, that's his mission work, but only you. This promise is given to those who give to mission. The churches that give to mission get this promise. You can research it if you like and go deeper into it, but there's only one church in that day that gave to mission. If you want God to meet all your needs, then engage in giving to the mission heart of God. You know, as a church, over the years, God has blessed us financially. You know, uh, we, we own numbers of buildings. I won't go into the details of those, but also we have money in the bank and we have never had a mortgage. Everyone say, they've never had a mortgage. No mortgage. We have never had a mortgage. And I wonder whether, friends, one of the reasons why God's financial blessing is resting upon this church is because of our heart for the mission heart of God to reach this nation and the nations of the world with the good news of Jesus. Philippians 4 applies to us and God says, yep, that church gives abundantly to mission. I will bless them and I'll provide for all of their needs in Jesus' name. Amen. In closing, when is the best time to start giving to missions? Today. Tell the person next to you, today. You know, the longer we wait, they reckon the harder it is to get involved. If you've not done this for five, six, seven, eight, ten years, it's really hard to get started, but we're gonna pray for a breakthrough this morning and that God will move your heart to get involved in giving to mission this morning. Do you know anything you give to God does not leave your life? doesn't leave your life. You might say, oh, just gave away $100. No, 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 no. It goes into your future. And it multiplies. And God uses it. And there's fruit that comes as a result of it. So be a kingdom builder. One of these. If you do, you'll see the miraculous increase in your life. You'll find purpose. Fire of God will increase in your life. And God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So would you grab the form right now? And I'm, ushers have got pens ready for people who might need them. Fantastic. Just grab that form. And I want to encourage everyone to fill in a form. Top part, your name is optional. Total, just think about it. I'm sure you've been praying as I've been talking on what you might want to give or else um, if, if you feel you need to, a bit more time to pray about it, well, you can fill it in and then bring it tonight or bring it next week or whenever you might. If anyone needs a pen, just raise your hand. There's some ushers around the place. Just anyone else, just raise your hand. And then all you've got to do is fill in the bottom part. Tear that bottom part off and the ushers are going to come in a couple of minutes or in about a minute or so's time, and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna collect that off you, and then we'll tally it all up, all across our campuses. Uh, fantastic, and uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what each campus is gonna put in. Uh, so campuses, thank you so much for joining with us this morning. God bless you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your service.